This is HPR episode 2320 entitled Living Computers, Museum Plus Labs. It is hosted by JWP and is about 16 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is free shell accounts on old computers with old programming lands. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. JWP, and I'm here today to talk to you about um, the Living Computers Museum and Labs. Okay, so the it's uh, for short it's L it's LCM uh, plus L. Um, it's a computer and technology museum uh, located in the Sodu neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. Uh, the LCM plus L showcases vintage computers which prove which which uh, provide interactive sessions either through time sharing operating systems or single user interfaces this gives users a chance to actually you uh, to actually use uh, uh, one of the computers online or in person uh, at the museum uh, an expansion of add-ons such as direct touch experiences with contemporary technology such as virtual reality or self-driving cars, Internet of Things, and robotics uh, is also available. Uh, this puts uh, today's computer technology in the context of how it's being used uh, to tackle real-world issues. LCM plus L also hosts a wide range of educational programs and events in, the, in their state-of-art classroom and lab spaces. Uh, so according to LCM plus L's website, uh, their goal is to breathe back into our machines so the public can experience what it was like to see them, hear them, and interact with them. Um, we make our systems accessible by allowing people to come and interact with them and by making them accessible over the internet. And so that's what I did. I went there and uh, I have been a long time uh, SDF user. Uh, and uh, SDF is a NetBSD thing you log into, and they connected a bunch of older systems together, and it makes sort of a little network. I have a little website there, and uh, I do some typing and some nano there, and uh, maintain an email address there, and just some basic stuff that you can do with NetBSD. And it's really my only BSD experience right now is with SDF. Well, they mentioned that one of their older uh, Unix computers they donated to this place, and so um, I was like, ah, well, you know, what is it? And, and so they they uh, donated their old uh, Bell Labs uh, uh, Western Electric uh, system there, uh, and uh, it's a 
it's a uh, old uh, 32-bit um, uh, Western Electric chip. And, it, oh man, it's really slow. It's only got 16 megabytes of RAM. And, uh, you know, so you're sort of limited. It has a, it, what they were using it for was a BBS. And they kept, and the uh, uh, museum kept the BBS uh, portion. So you can play like little old-fashioned arcade games. You can request an email. But that email isn't anything like a modern email. It's a more or less a, like a Usenet email off of that system. Uh, off of that system. But what it's really interesting for is uh, it uses the last version of the pure AT&T Unix. So it's, it's, you know, so if you're like learning Linux commands and you don't want to have like any BSD uh, variants in there or anything, it, it's the purest that you're going to get is right there on that old AT&T box. And um, they also have like a whole lot of others. I did a uh, uh, I've been an OpenVMS fan, and uh, the Death Row VMS network went offline a, a couple of years ago. The Beave, I think, switched jobs, and uh, they weren't going to let him host those old alpha servers anymore, so he couldn't maintain uh, the OpenVMS anymore. Uh, but this place has an OpenVMS, so if you want to mess around with OpenVMS a little bit, see what it was like, and... Interestingly, you can type in anything you want to do into Google, and the HP uh, manuals for VMS will come right up, and you can type in the commands you want. So, again, it is a museum, so it's not like uh, really quick to get uh, any kind of uh, any kind of uh, support or anything. But uh, you can request accounts on the systems that you want. So I requested one on the Western Electric. Uh, account uh, with the AT&T Unix uh, 5 on it and uh, I also requested account uh, on uh, the OpenVMS but they have a bunch of other things uh, um, they have uh, uh, some original Apple boxes uh, an Atari box a, uh, a Commodore box a comp some things from Compaq uh, I've never heard of it a, a Cormenco a Data General I already talked about the DEC stuff uh, they have some Dell, some early Dell servers. Uh, they have some stuff from IBM and IM SAA and Interdata, and uh, they have MITS and Microsoft, the Next, and Osborne uh, processor technologies. Some stuff from Radio Shack, uh, Sun, Tandy, Teletype Corporation, Texas Instruments, and Xerox. So all of that is there, and. Uh, the uh, uh, ones that they have uh, for uh, via Exvigits right now are the the Control Data Corporation, uh, the Digital Equipment, IBM, Vulcan, and uh, XKL. Uh, available through Telenet is uh, Digital Equipment Corporation, Xerox, uh, something called XKL, and Control Data Corporation. Uh, and they're uh, they're redoing right now a Bendix uh, Corporation computer and a Control Data Corporation computer, as well as several IDMs. So, interestingly, you can uh, uh, get several uh, programming languages there, and uh, um, and uh, they have several other systems also available, and uh, you can play a lot of games there. So. Um, so the the programming languages in 
and, and they are, I mean, it's sort of hard sometimes to find them. So, uh, so they have the old PDP systems. So it's, PDP is sort of what digital started everything with. And uh, they use a, a thing called Marco, so M-A-C-R-O. And so that's available for you to use. They have a, uh, um, a language called JCL. And JCL is pretty interesting in the fact that uh, it's uh, the job control language. It's a, a scripting language, and it's used on the mainframe to instruct the system how to run a batch job or start a subsystem. Uh, and uh, there are two distinct IBM job control languages. And uh, one is uh, the operating system lineage that begins with DOS slash 360. Uh, whose latest member is Z slash VSE, and the other is OS360 or ZOS, the latter using JES extensions for job uh, control language. Um, and they use the same basic Sinex rules, so you get it. But that's that's available there at the museum for you to try out and learn. Uh, they have an APL language, and uh, APL is... a uh, um, uh, it's not it's not to be confused with the address programming language uh, the uh, the named uh, after the book a programming language so it's a programming language develop, developed in the uh, 60s by Kenneth E Iverson and it's a central uh, data type is the uh, multi-dimensional array it uses uh, large range uh, it leaves a large range of special graphic symbols to represent most functions and operators leading to a very concise code. And it's been an important influence in development of uh, concept modeling and uh, spreadsheets and functional programming and computer packages. Uh, it's also inspired several other languages and is still used today but in certain applications. So that, that's available. Um, they have a C. Uh, and it, but it's a very old C, so it's it's like a, a really pure and I want to say ANSI C, but I don't I don't uh, I don't know if it's an ANSI C or not. You know, ANSI C is the the, ANC, the made by the standard agency, but uh, uh, C is uh, really the, the letter C, and it's a general uh, purpose interoperative computer programming language uh, supporting structured programming and. Uh, uh, lexical variable scope and re recursion, uh, while a static type system prevents many unattended operations. By design, C uh, constructs a map of eff efficiently to type uh, typical machine instructions. Therefore, it has found the lasting use in applications that had formerly been code in, coded in assembly language, including operating systems, as well as uh, various application software for computers, ranging from supercomputers to embedded. Uh, of course, C was developed by Dennis Ritchie between 69 and 73 at Bell Labs, and is used to re-implement uh, uh, Unix operating systems. It has uh, since become one of the most widely used programming languages of all time, and with C compilers from various vendors available, the majority of existing computer architectures an operating system. C has been standardized by the American National uh, Standards Institute, ANSI, since 1989, C ANSI C, and is uh, subsequently by the International uh, Standards Organization, ISO. So 
if you're looking for a C compiler, you can find it at the museum and you can start programming there with one of the online accounts. Uh, they have Lisp, uh, Basic, COBOL, uh, Fortran. Um, so all of those, uh, uh, all of those are pretty old. I mean, I know that in Germany there's a lot of demand for if you know COBOL uh, right now that you can you can get a job, uh, and you could learn it right there for free at the museum web page. And they have something called SH, and I'm not extremely familiar with SH, uh, but it it comes up um, when you uh, it's a born shell. And uh, they call it a computer language for some reason. And Born Shell is on everything. Um, so Born Shell was the default uh, version for uh, uh, version 7 Unix. And uh, uh, like most systems, they continue to have a bin uh, slash sh uh, uh, will be the Born Shell. And so that's really what it is. So it's a shell or a command, a command line interpreter for computer operating systems. And I don't know why they put that in a, as an operating system. Um, and then the last thing, I mean, Dave Morris will love this because it's they're taught, they have awk or A-W-K. And uh, for those of you that don't know it, Dave, Dave did an interesting talk with about the awk language. And it's uh, uh, so... Awk is a programming language designed for text processing and typically used as a data extraction reporting tool. And so you can do a lot of stuff with that. And uh, Dave has done a, several podcasts on HPR about the Awk programming language. Um, and so that's available there. Uh, notably missing is uh, Java or anything normal. Okay, and so the, the list of operating systems uh, is TOPS 10, TOPS 20, OpenVMS, Unix version 7, CP minus V. I, I don't know what CP minus V is, so we'll have a look. Well, CP minus V is, um, um, it's uh, based on the universal time sharing system. Uh, so CP minus V is pronounced uh, CP five operating system the successor to UTS and was released in August of 73 uh, CPV supported the same CPUs as UTS plus the Xerox so it's a, a Xerox 560 CPV offered a single stream and multi-programmable batch so that's so it's it's off the Xerox machine that they have uh, and so they have Unix uh, SRVR3 uh, BSD 4.3 and NOS 1.3. I don't know what NOS is, so we'll go through that same process again. Uh, so uh, NOS is a network operating system uh, used with time sharing capabilities and it was written by Control Data Corporation in the 1970s. So that goes with the Control Data guys. Um, so uh, they have a lot of uh, uh, games that you can play uh, there, and uh, um, a lot of games that you can play there. Now, now what I don't know is if all of them are on the. Uh, um, they have an Xbox One, so I think these are most of these are are at the at the uh, thing. So you can play all the old Atari games, the TI ninety nine. I can't have thought about a TI ninety nine in a long time. Uh, TSR eighty. The Atari 400, the, um, uh, the Osborne Executive, the Commodore 64, the Apple II, Amiga 500, uh, the Atari 10, 
I used to own one of these, a 1040 ST. Uh, it had the best keyboard any computer I ever owned. Um, and so um, um, that's really it. Uh, um, they seem to be doing quite well. Uh, Paul Allen gave them uh, some money uh, on 2006, and uh, he was able to start that. And so that's why they have all these great... Uh, great old computers and uh, I was really glad that that old AT&T box didn't get thrown away after uh, after SDF didn't need it anymore. Alright, um, well this is uh, JWP and uh, I'm reachable at JWP5 at hotmail.com um, Please drop me a note if you need anything. Uh, Y'all have a, a great, uh, fantastic day. I hope your Memorial Day was absolutely fantastic uh, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.